Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host. I'm back better than ever, Thomas A. Deloach. And I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about managing expectation. This is a teaching podcast. So go and grab your Bibles as always and take some copious notes if that's what you desire to do. I have a really great informative show for you today. As always, we start out with a quote of the day and it goes like this. You can't go any further than what you're thinking. Now let's look here at Psalms 9. We're going to read verse 18. So if you got your Bibles, go to Psalms 9. Verse 18, notice what this says, for the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. I like this because this should build some expectation because those that are needy will not always be forgotten. And then those that are poor will not perish forever. So that says to me that change is bound to come. If I really learn how to manage my expectation, I was thinking about this show because if you can believe this, this is December. This is the last month of the year. We are almost across the finish line. And the reality is that there are a lot of people that may be frustrated at this time of year. There are a lot of people that are happy at this time of year. There are a lot of people that are confused at this time of year, afraid because they don't know what 2024 is going to bring. There are some people who are listening to me that wish some things had happened for them the first 11 months of the year. But I want to tell you, there's still hope as long as you're breathing that things can change for you. And I thought it was important for me to start this month out, this first show of December out talking about managing expectation because there are so many things that people are looking to happen, but their expectations are just not in a place of balance. We've got to stay on balance when we're dealing with ourselves and dealing with other people, because I think this will really help us to fine tune right now, this last month of the year. If we put some things in place that I'm going to share with you today and some things that I would really love for you to consider, it can help you right now and then give you that fresh momentum you need for the new year. Now, let's look at what expectation really means. This is what it says. It's a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. Now, let me ask you this question. How many of you all can really say, man, I really had a strong belief that this would happen or be the case in the future and it never did? I got both my hands up right now because I've been there. I had a really strong belief that this was going to happen or really be what I said it was going to be. And I put some things in place and it just never happened. Now, expectation is important, but it's not the only thing. 
And that's one of the things that I want you to really understand. Yes, we should have expectation and hope that things are going to get better. But expectation is not a plan, nor is it a strategy. But it is important to at least say, I am looking for things to get better. I am hopeful for things to get better. So when we are talking about managing expectations, we are communicating so that all the people that are involved have a clear understanding of what to expect and when to expect it. This is what we're saying. I'm going to say this to you again, because this, in my opinion, is so strong. Everybody that I'm involved with, we have a clear understanding of what to expect and when to expect it. I'm going to ask you another question. Is this how you deal with people? Do you have a clear understanding of the folks that you're dealing with of what you really are expecting from them? And then when are you expecting it from them? If you don't, This is why you might be frustrated. This is why I titled this show Managing Expectation and not just having expectation. We have to manage our expectation when we're dealing with ourselves and other people. So when we are talking to people, whether it's a wife, whether it's a child, whether it's a business partner, a co-worker, whether we talking to somebody and they checking our food out at the gas station or the grocery store, wherever we are, we have to go into every situation having a clear understanding. And that clear understanding begins with Communication. So again, I'm going to give you because there are several reasons why people may not fulfill your expectations. And these reasons really can vary depending on the individual or the situation. But this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you my five. You may have five. Other people may have five, but I'm giving you my five reasons. And it is my hope and my prayer that you will really take hold of what I'm saying, because I really do believe this can really change your life. Here's number one, miscommunication. Yep, I'm starting this first one off with miscommunication. Expectations may not be met when there is a lack of clear communication. I got another question for you. Are you clear? When you communicate, because there are times I'm talking with my spouse and because she knows me very well, I may not be clear in my communication, but she knows what I mean. But everybody that you're talking to may not understand that. And that's one of the things we have to learn. Sometimes we wanted to say this, but we really said that. And we want the person that we're talking to, especially if they're not close to you, to understand what you're saying. Well, how can they? They cannot read your mind. So you have to be clear, cut, precise, and simple in your communication. Do you communicate clearly for people to understand you? You can't expect people that don't know you to know what you really meant to say. That's just unfair to both sides. And so we have to learn how to do this. And I'm going to say this to you as well. I don't remember learning how to communicate in school. Like there was no class that taught me, I don't believe, about communication. Sure, we learn nouns and pronouns and verbs and adverbs and adjectives and stuff like that. But I don't remember a teacher or whatever teaching me about communication. I did learn that in my home because watch this, whether good or bad, you learn how to communicate in your family. 
Your mother's the first teacher of the kids. And so, you know, everybody didn't have a mom. Sometimes a mom was taken off the scene. Sometimes they were in foster care. People are coming from all kinds of different situations. And so you might be listening to me right now, or people that you know, or folks that you're dealing with. We can't expect people to do something that they never been taught to do. Now, for me, I did learn communicating. My mother was a school teacher, so you already know what it is. So there were things that were passed down to me from my mom because she had to be organized as a school teacher. Communicating. This is when I want this assignment done. This is who's going to do it. So I feel like I was very blessed and fortunate, but I can't deal with people that are coming from different walks of life and expect them to have the upbringing that I had. And I didn't, uh, I didn't grow up with my father. So there were things that I was missing on that side of it because we all coming from somewhere, but we have to understand really the number one reason out of these five that I'm going to give you about when we're talking about managing expectation is this miscommunication part. I talk to people all the time and I'm listening to them and they just not clear. And I find myself saying this to people, is this what you're saying? And they'll come back and say, no, I'm really saying this. I want to say, why didn't you say that? But I realize that they may not have known. I've been in a situation where I may not have known what to say. So there's nothing wrong when you're talking to people to parrot certain things. Are you saying this? Are you saying that? Is this clearly understood? Because again, these things really will frustrate you and cause your expectation and hope to be drained very fast. So if you haven't clearly conveyed your expectation, the other person may not know what you desire or require. And we don't get into any kind of relationship, whether it's business or personal. We all have a desire and we all have a requirement of what we want. It's just true. You have it. I have it. Everybody does. So I want you, even now, as I'm talking to you, you may be writing some notes or jotting some things down or some things that I said to you that popped out in your mind. I want you to really start this month being clear about learning how to communicate better, right? So when you talking to people, when they frustrated you, you can't raise your voice. I know you're upset. You may be angry and you got to know when to talk to people as well. You got to know when to deal with things because we don't want our frustration to bleed over into everybody else. Again, we got to give people grace and understanding that you're not the best communicator. So we got to learn how to communicate better and ask questions and parrot certain situations. So when you leave that meeting or when you are done talking with your spouse or your kids or your kid's teacher or your business partner or the subordinates under you, if you're a manager or supervisor, or if you work for somebody and you got a boss or whatever's people that you got to be accountable to, one of the things that you're learning to do as you're moving into the new year, you're not going to deal with this thing called miscommunication. And there's so many reasons why people don't communicate. The number one reason is they have passive aggressive nature. They don't want to really say what they need to say. Now, you can say what you need to say. Just say it in a way that's respectful. Say it in a way that you've made your point so that people can know where you are and how to deal better. We have to do that. 
But don't be passive aggressive and say one thing to your boss and then you say something else to a parent or something else to a spouse. You know, say what you got to say. Be respectful because watch this. You don't have time to be frustrated. That's not going to get your dreams fulfilled. It's not going to get the strategy built. It's not going to get the home built. It's not going to get the marriage better. It's not going to get the business off the ground. It's not going to happen. We're moving into a new year, y'all. We got to do things better. So I want you to look at this thing called miscommunication. Number two, different perspectives. This is something that I had to learn. I'm still learning this. People have different perspectives. They've got different values. They've got different priorities. What may be important to you may not hold the same significance for somebody else. And so this difference in perspective can lead to unmet expectations. Man, this is so true. Let me tell you what I think you can do. This is something that I've had to do in my own life. I drink at my own water level. I don't go any higher than where I am mentally. And so there are some times that I have to, when I'm dealing with people or they're dealing with me, whatever the case may be, I got to realize that we coming from two different things. Now that doesn't mean that opposites can't attract and you can't work together. But If I'm dealing with somebody and they say to me in terms of values and priorities and I'm bringing them into my ministry and in my church, there are certain things I'm not going to waffle on. So if you a musician or if you somebody I'm bringing in to work with me temporarily, we got to have as much as possible the same values and priorities. Now, the perspectives is just your POV. It's just your point of view. Okay, I can respect that. But certain values and certain priorities in terms of first, second, and third, and the values of what I deem to be very important from a biblical standpoint that really shapes how I deal with people, I'm not going to switch up on that. So I'm not going to work with people that's so far right of me or so far left of me because then that's going to cause a lot of friction and problems. Sometimes we think we can change people. We can just bring them into our church or our organization or our home or whatever. Many people have gone awry with this mindset, but you can't change anybody. Now, unless a person is willing to change and they're willing to do something, and that's the key, they got to be willing, then that's different. That's going to be a process as well. Because where they are coming from, they didn't get there overnight. And where they are going, they're not going to get there overnight. So we have to really look at this thing. So when, again, you're dealing with somebody and it may be an aggressive situation or something that's just not going to move, we have to look at maybe dumbing down, dialing it down about what we may have expected of them. Because we like, man, your perspective is not even in the ballpark of mine. And we don't even share the same values or priorities. Now, one would say, why are you even dealing with a person that don't have the same values or priorities as you? Well, everybody is not going to anyway, but I do believe that they have to at least be in the same ballpark. How can two walk together unless there's an agreement? So in order for us to walk together and to do life together with business or whatever the case may be, uh, we might have to look at this. So if you're looking for a job and you're looking for honesty and integrity and you're working for a bar, mm, you might have to look at that again. Now, I'm not saying that all bar owners are shady or whatever, but some just pay under the table. And you may be like, now I want a check. Well, you're going to have to look at that and say, Can I do business with you? 
Can I trust you? I'm not going to run after money. I got to look at who I am. And you don't need to change who you are to get what you got to get. You just need to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to lead you in a situation because he knows what is best. But different perspectives is one of the two reasons here. And I got five that I believe that we don't look at when we're talking about managing expectations, what to expect and when to expect it. Because again, these are real people we dealing with. (laughs) We dealing with real people that's got real problems, real situations, man, that they got going on in their life. And everything is not going to turn around at the drop of a hat, at the drop of a dime, It's going to take some time, but you've got to look at this piece called different perspectives. Number three, unrealistic expectations. Now, I could really do five shows on this because I have been here before. Unrealistic expectations. Some of our expectations, let's just be honest, they just unrealistic. You know that they are. Some of us are trying to lose weight and we say, I want to lose 50 pounds in two weeks. That's just not realistic. So you frustrated every other week, every other day. And you like, man, it took me, it took me 30 days to just lose half a pound. <laughs> Things just don't fall off. And like they do when they do these little commercials and they say all situations are different. So don't look at somebody else's situation and think it's going to be yours. But we got to look at the things in our life that are just unrealistic because sometimes our expectations, again, are simply unrealistic. This is just too far out here. Nobody would say what you're saying. Nobody would think that this would happen. And even if you have faith in God, it should be couched in what you actually believe God to do. Everybody don't have that same mindset. You may be able to believe uh, this and somebody else may be able to believe that. But I'm going to tell you something. What is real says, do you have things in the past that you know God has done where you can stand on your 10 toes and say, I believe this going to happen. If you don't, that's unrealistic because you should have a track record with God. Faith has a track record. You want to be able to look back and see the ways and means that he's brought you through certain situations. So setting expectations that are too high of yourself and of other people or beyond a person's capabilities can lead to disappointment. Sometimes the people we're dealing with, this is just too high for them. Sometimes the people that we're dealing with, this might be too low, so you might need to pull up your expectation for this person. Everybody is different, but you got to have something that is real, something that is tangible, something that you can deliver. So don't overmarket yourself. You're trying to find a job. If you don't have the skill, just tell them you don't have it. Because people come into these jobs and people come into your life, even for romantic reasons. And they say, I'm going to be this to you. I'm going to be that to you. They don't even have a track record of taking care of a dog or a cat. And you actually think that they're going to be able to come in and take care of you. It's just not going to happen. It's unrealistic. Be who you are. Know who you are. But when you are dealing with people, 
There's nothing wrong in asking them, do you have a track record? If so, can I see it? I'm not about to get in business with you and you lay my carpet or paint my house and you just not capable because you did your mama's house and your auntie's house and they said it was a good job. That don't mean you need to be in a painting business. You need to tell people, I'm not considered a professional. I'm an amateur, but I'm good. And these are the people's houses that I painted or this is the driveway that I redid or, or, or whatever the case may be. You have to position yourself properly because if not, it's just unrealistic. To thine own self, be true. Always be true to you. Always be honest with yourself and demand that from other people. If you're going to deal with me, we got to deal in honesty. If you're going to deal with me, we got to deal in respect. If we're going to work together, we got to communicate. You know, I don't need you overselling yourself. That, forget all that, because then what's going to happen is when I'm asking you for certain, certain things and you don't have it, then I'm going to be mad. I'm going to be frustrated. We got to manage this part. Number four, external factors. This is so key. What does that mean? External circumstances or unexpected events can interfere with a person's ability to meet your expectations. Clear and simple. These factors may be beyond their control, making it difficult for them to fulfill your expectations. Now, have you ever even thought of that? People have external factors. Now, I've been through this being a pastor, dealing with people because I am in the people business. I have not been perfect in no stretch of the imagination. This has been on the job training for about 18 years now. I don't know everything. I haven't arrived, but I most certainly have left. So I've been out here a little while and I've seen some things. And one of the things that I've had to continue to tell myself when you're dealing with people is always something external that they're not telling you. It's always something. So even when I'm talking to people, even when I'm sitting down with them or interviewing them for certain things, you know, I'll ask them, tell me a little bit about you. What I'm really after is, are you married? Are you single? Are you divorced? Do you live with someone? I'm not asking those questions, but in talking to them and asking, tell me a little bit about you, if it's very short and vague, I'm asking some more questions. Why? Because if I'm working with somebody and I'm bringing them into the ministry, literally I'm bringing them into my life. Because ministry is my life. For better or for worse, it's a part of what I do. It's the same way with you in business or personal, whatever. Anytime people are around you, you're bringing them into your life, whether it's work-related or romantic-related. And people have some external factors. For example, you know, young people, college students, I think are perfect to deal in children's ministry for a few reasons. They're young, they're energetic. And they have patience. And you got to have patience when you're dealing with little toddlers. Now, grown-ups that have children, you know, they may not have the patience, but they got the wisdom and the experience. But they may not have the energy. So when I'm looking for someone to lead a children's ministry, a young college student may not be that kind of person because they have some external factors that are out of their control. They don't have a vehicle, which means they're depending on somebody to, to bring them to the church. They have schoolwork, school assignments, research projects, last things that their teacher is giving them. That's beyond their control. So I may want them to be there on a Sunday, but they say, I can't because I got to do a project. And I just found out two weeks ago. 
when in fact they knew a month ago and forgot. So I got to deal with all of these things. So I'm looking at what I need, how important is it to me, especially if it's a leadership capability, and then I have to look at the external factors. And that's what I want you to do. Stop being frustrated. You got to be a detective, man, when you're talking to people. You got to ask them questions. So anything that you need done that's important, don't go to somebody that may have some external factors that's going to stop them from doing what you need them to do. They may check all the boxes except for one. And the one box they need to check is the most important box. You can't overlook that because that's going to be a thorn in your side now, later, and in the future. It's better to say to them, you know what, you're just not the person that I need right now. There's nothing wrong with saying no. I'm going to say that again. There's nothing wrong with saying no. You have to learn how to say no. And again, everybody's got skills, gifts talents, abilities, whatever the case may be, but you have to know that there are some things that are beyond their control. Now, you either going to have grace for that or you're going to have to say, I just can't provide no grace for that based on the situation that I'm in. If you're going to be with somebody, say, for instance, you single, no kids, and you like, I like you, but you got kids. There's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I really like you, but I just can't be with somebody that's got kids. And for somebody that's single that has kids, there's nothing wrong with them. They just got children. And you got to realize that you can't have all of them when they got two and three kids or one or whatever the case may be because they are a parent. So drink at your own water level. If you single, then you want somebody else that's single with no kids. If you are single with kids, you want somebody that's single with kids, possibly, because at least you know y'all got the same thing in common. Y'all both raising children without somebody else present or y'all not married uh, to someone else. So you don't have any support or maybe you do. Maybe it's broken at times, whatever the case may be. But we have to learn to be with who we going to be with and least know that we got some things in common, right? So if you are a doctor or a lawyer, or somebody who's really up there in society, but you don't look down on people, but you like, I can't marry down. In other words, I'm not going to marry a mechanic. I'm not going to marry somebody who mops floors for a living. And nothing is wrong with that. But y'all don't have nothing in common. And we think that that's not a big deal, but it is. And it messes things up. So again, we have to have some expectations. You want him to take you on all these fine trips. He can't take you on all these fine trips because he don't make the money you make. It's unrealistic. And so these are some of the external factors that we need to look at. And it could be one of the reasons why your expectations are not fulfilled. And finally, number five, personal limitations. We have personal limitations and things that we don't say up front will catch us somewhere down the road. So we got to be clear and honest with folks, man. I got some personal limitations. Here's what we're talking about. Every individual has their limitations. It's just true. And these limitations could be related to their abilities, could be related to their resources, could be related to personal circumstances. When these limitations are reached, 
And that's what I want you to see when their reach, when this person is at the max, expectations may not be met. In Matthew 25, as Jesus was giving out the talents, he knew what he could give out based on a person's ability. And you got to know the people that are around you, that are working with you, whether it's in your marriage, you frustrated with your spouse, but maybe they don't have the ability. Maybe the resources are not there in the home. Maybe they got some own personal challenges within them why they can't level up. Now, if you're going to identify it and help them and strengthen it, that's different. But if you don't even have the ability to identify it, strengthen it and help them, then you don't need to be frustrated because they don't have the ability or the resources to do what you need them to do. This is why I say again, we got to slow this down and look first in our inner circle and say, you know what? I'm frustrated with them. But you know what? I didn't know these things that I'm seeing now. I didn't know these things that Deloach is telling me right now. But now that I'm seeing these things, I can work with some wisdom. I can work with some knowledge. I can work with some understanding and realize that maybe, and we all know this in our head that people are limited, but we don't see it in our day-to-day interaction with people. It's not always that people just don't want to do things. It's not always that they're just trying to sully your situation. They're just trying to mess up your business or mess up the home or you really hard on your kids. Maybe the situation is clearly they just don't have the ability. It's not in their wheelhouse. I don't believe you can teach everybody something. They just may not have the intellectual ability to grasp hold to what you're trying to show them. Now, other people may say that's not true. That's fine. But that's just what I believe. And so I'm not going to give something to somebody, number one, that's not able. And number two, don't have the passion for it. Again, they could check all the boxes. They got the skills. They got the gifts. They got the talents. They got the resources. They got the networking ability. But there's one thing called passion they don't have. So I bring you into my organization. I bring you into my business and I'm expecting the outcome. And then you don't have the passion for it. And then two weeks later, you come to me after we trained you, gave you insurance, took you through all the protocols. Then you come and tell me, you know what? I don't like this. Really? But we have to look at this stuff. And so I'm asking God to really pull back the layers in your thought, in your mind, and show you some things you're not seeing. And this is how you can manage expectations. This is how we do it because we don't want to be frustrated. That's not the will of God for you to be frustrated and be mad and upset all the time dealing with people. And as long as you in this world, you won't have to deal with people. But the more questions we ask, don't be afraid to ask questions and don't be afraid to ask some more questions and don't be afraid to get a resume or to get some type of personal endorsement for somebody. Man, you bringing people into your life. You just can't marry this guy or marry this girl because they look good. You're not marrying a physical body. You're marrying a mind, a mentality. And if you don't know what it is, you don't want to get it close to you because now you struggling. The last time I checked, I was doing bad by myself, so I don't want to do worse with you. So these are the five reasons that I'm giving you. 
I want you to have a great December preparing for the new year, but I want you to be realistic and I want you to have your head on a swivel when you're dealing with people because people lie, they deceive. So I'm asking the Holy Spirit to show you what you don't see so that you can enter into this new season of your life with grace and power so that you can walk and know that I am where I'm supposed to be and I'm doing life with the people that I'm supposed to be doing life with. And when things fall below my expectation, I'm going to manage it. And I'm going to pull out these five things and remember this. And then I can redo some things differently. Or I may need to make a decision to walk away from a situation that I know is not going to help me right now or even in the future. All right. So I pray that this helped you today. And that's all that I wanted to share. And I hope this blessed you. If it did, send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Do it today, man. Go to my website at thomasadeloach.com. If this is your first time listening to me, check out who I am, what I do, different things like that. Connect with my advocacy. Let me help you. I got the tools to help you. I can't help everybody, but if we are fit for each other, man, you want some personal advice or you need a mentor or a coach, email me again at info at thomasadeloach.com and we'll talk and sit down and see if I can be the one that can really push you in this journey in this thing called life. I'm praying for you, believing God's best for you. Go out there today, do something great, help somebody, bless somebody. You are a gift to someone. And remember, above all things, to be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered. empowered.